Many of you are nervous yet excited. I remember that feeling. You don't know what the future holds, but one thing you do know is burning deep inside you is a call of God. That you are called to do more. You're called to not settle, not to blend in. You are called to do more. So today I want to preach about that. I want to preach about you are not going to be ordinary. Can you raise your hands right now all across this room? And can you lift your voice? We love when the music is blaring and blasting. We love to worship. But right now, can you go into a deepness in the spirit right now? God, open up my heart. Anything that's not like you, all the confusion, all the doubt, all the anxiety, I, I get rid of it right now and I cast all my cares on you because you, you truly do care for me, God. I pray that you'll order my steps. Help me to lead not to my own understanding, but in all of my ways to acknowledge you, knowing that you will direct my path, knowing that you will lead me and you will guide me. That's it. Lift your voice right now. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. As I was studying, preparing for tonight, I I went to a great resource. When you're about to preach, any preaching students, where do you go to get knowledge? The Bible. I went to Google instead, though. I did have a verse, but I needed needed Google. I wanted to learn some facts about what I was going to preach about. Rabbits, they can run 35 miles per hour, but an eagle can still catch them. They nosedive one eagle up to 200 miles per hour to catch that little rabbit. An eagle's grip is up to 10 times stronger than any human. An eagle's eyesight seems eight times further than humans. They can have wingspans up to eight feet long. They turn their heads 210 degrees. Bald eagles, they lose feathers on both sides of their wings so that they stay balanced. Did you know that you can't pick up a bald eagle feather or you will be fined and put in jail? Did you know that bald eagles have feathers on their heads, which means they're really not bald. Stress from the transition has made me start to bald, but bald eagles, they have feathers on their head. It broke my heart. And did you know this great point that eagles, they mate for life? Come on, I could preach that for a second. One man, one woman, well. Someone needed that word right there. Guys, the girls outnumber you three to one, and this is the place to get them. They are worshiping. They're apostolic. Come on now. Come here for the call of God and a phone number. I know y'all use Axe body spray and oversprayed it. I smelled it when I walked in. I know. Did you know that eagles, they make nests out of sticks and moss and plants. They build their nests high on top of cliffs so that other animals can't prey on their baby eagles known as eaglets. Deuteronomy 32, verses 11 through 12, it says, As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings, so the Lord alone did lead Moses, and there was no strange God with Moses. Look to your neighbor and say, you are made to soar. Look to someone else with confidence and say, you are made to soar. My pastor, Brother Johns, would often quote Brother Jerry Jones during big major transitions in my life. He would say, as an eagle, so the Lord. This phrase and biblical principle, time and time again, echoed throughout my heart and my mind, and it has defined my life. And I want to minister from this biblical principle tonight. See, Moses was probably looking around and saw an eagle or an eagle's feather, or maybe high on a cliff he saw an eagle's nest, and he felt inspired by God to pen these words. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, 
fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them up, beareth them on her wings. So alone did the Lord lead them. So did God do to Moses. The Holy Spirit prompted Moses to think about an eagle. Moses wrote that an eagle disturbs the nest. It develops the nest, develops the eagles, and then it delivers the little eagles. Moses understood that the relationship between an eagle and its young, and he realized that it disturbs, develops, and delivers. When we look back at the life of Moses, we see how God has disturbed Moses. Moses was living in Pharaoh's palace. He had a good life. You know, matter of fact, he had a great life. He had the best food in all the land. Five guys and raisin canes and Chick-fil-A and all the Chick-fil-A sauce. They weren't stingy with that Chick-fil-A sauce in Egypt. Come on now. It flowed like milk and honey. He had the best bed, the purple mattress or whatever you prefer. Not the prison beds or the cardboard ones like our camps back home. Unless you don't own your campground and then you get like the blob and the water and all the cool stuff. Not, not everybody in every state gets to have that luxury. Some of us have the prison beds. The best entertainment, the best clothes. Moses had the best life in all the land because his adopted dad ruled all the land. Moses was spoiled. Moses was spoiled. However, Moses wasn't an Egyptian. He was a Hebrew. Moses' life started to get miserable because he saw how the Israelites were suffering and being abused in slavery. The best food no longer tastes the same because he witnessed people suffering. He didn't laugh as much as he did before because he realized there was a call on his life. Something was different from him and every other Egyptian. He worked hard to walk, talk, act, dress, and think like an Egyptian, but he was a Hebrew. Moses was different. So to get Moses to fulfill his call on his life, God started to disturb Moses. Someone say disturb. God led Moses into the wilderness where he lived for 40 years. He no longer had the beauty and the luxury of the palace, but instead he became a shepherd in the wilderness. When that baby eagle starts to be big enough to fly, the mother eagle starts to take all the comfort out of the nest, stirs up the nest. It takes the cotton and the leaves, and it starts to just leave the prickly sticks. Can you imagine what the mind of that baby eagle is thinking in that moment? He used to be cool. I used to love to just to sit back. Mom would always bring me food. This was just great. No one's going to kill me because I'm high in the air. We're just hanging out. We're having a good time. But then all of a sudden, you lean over, and there's a stick pricking you. What is going on? And you see Mama start to pull stuff out of the nest. Mama, what are you doing? It's like when the first time you had to start doing chores, and my parents didn't give us an allowance. Our allowance was you didn't get whooped because you did your chores. Come on, that's old school now. Spare not the rod. Well, can you imagine what that baby eagle is feeling? Mom, I thought you loved me. Why are you disturbing the nest? It's now hard. It's uncomfortable. It's not what it used to be, Mom. Why would God disturb Moses like that? Moses had a great life. Doesn't God love Moses? Why did God start to take all the, the comfort out of the nest of Egypt? It was because Moses was made to soar. Look to your neighbor and say, made to soar. 
When Moses was a baby, the devil didn't have a problem using Pharaoh to kill an entire generation just to stop the potential of the Israelites. So God starts to make Egypt uncomfortable for Moses. Moses, you can dress like an Egyptian, but you have Hebrew blood flowing underneath those clothes. Moses, you can try to talk like an Egyptian, but you know those years where you were being nurtured by your mother in Pharaoh's house made you realize that there is something different about you. Moses, you can try to think and act like an Egyptian, but something is echoing in your heart that there isn't a bunch of gods. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Moses, you can try to be like an Egyptian, but it's uncomfortable now. The nest is disturbed. Why? Because Moses, you are made for more. Look to your neighbor and say, made for more. God is trying to get your attention and get you to realize that you're not called to blend in. You're called to stand out. So he disturbs the nest. You are in this world, but you are not of this world. You have the name of Jesus. You have the blood of Jesus applied on your life. You are different. You are called. You are made to soar. Yeah, those dirty jokes aren't funny anymore. Flirting and getting too close isn't fun anymore. Not worshiping in church because you're too cool is now miserable. God starts to disturb your nest and says, hey, young people, you came to Urshan College not to blend in. You came to Urshan College on a preview weekend so that you can realize you are made to soar. That's it, being fake on social media, trying to make yourself feel cool isn't rewarding anymore. Not studying the Word of God because you're staying up all night playing video games and binging on Netflix is no longer fun. God is trying to get you to realize that you are made for more. Stop settling to be an Egyptian. Stop trying to be like the world and be who God has called you to be. That's it. Sleeping in doesn't give you rest like it used to. Why? Because you're called to wake up and fall in love with God. Blaming your lack of living for God on your past or your family doesn't make sense anymore. Neither does blaming your lack of commitment on your church. You are made for more. Look to your neighbor and say made for more. You're sick and tired of letting your race or your gender or your past hinder your future. I'm sick and tired of the excuses. You are not a victim. You are an eagle. You are made for more. I don't care what color you are. I don't care all the stop hate on social media. You aren't like the world. Be made for more. Come on, young lady, I don't care if you are a girl. You can preach the gospel wherever you go. You can start a church. You can be a missionary. Look at Nona Freeman. Look at these great women of God that did great things. I don't care if you're black. Hey, I'm at headquarters now. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter. You are made to soar. So let's stop with the excuses. The eaglet is now uncomfortable in a place that used to be comfortable because the nest has been disturbed. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? You are the temple of the living God. I will dwell in them and they will be with me. Come out from among them and be ye separate. Having these four these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit. You are called out of darkness into his marvelous light because you are made to soar. 
I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. We don't date like the world. We don't talk like the world. We don't post on social media like the world. We don't do anything like the world because you are made to soar. Come on, clap your hands right now unto God. Let that get in your spirit. You are made for more. Stop settling just to sing and write a song. Stop settling just to pat a cake with God and preach the gospel. Come on, don't wait till you're older. Do it now. That's it. Clap your hands and believe it with everything you are. I am made. It's not fun being a baby Christian anymore, is it? Your nest is disturbed. It's time to grow up. You are made to soar. So God disturbs this nest because he wants you to realize that you aren't a chicken or an ostrich or a penguin. You're an eagle. So Moses was no longer happy being like Egypt. He started to realize that he was made for more, that God was calling him out in the desert So the eagle starts to make that nest uncomfortable. But what I like about the eagle and love about our God is that we aren't just disturbed. God doesn't just make life miserable for us. God develops us. Someone look to your neighbor and say develops. That mother eagle not only starts to take the fluff out the nest. That's bad enough. You know what the mother eagle does, Sister Coltart? Oop. Yeah. Kicks the baby eagle out of the nest. Can you imagine what's going through their mind in that moment? First, Mom, you take all the comfort out. You got issues. Me and you need to go talk to a counselor because you're supposed to just feed me, and I'm supposed to just ride on your coattails and just, you know, be like you and follow after you. I'm not supposed to do any work here. It's not like I'm trying to fulfill the call of God on my life. Why Why can't I just sit here and be comfortable, Mom? I want the church to feed me. I want to be like the Dead Sea with no outlet, and that's why it's called the Dead Sea. It's stagnant. So, Mom, why'd you push me out the nest? Can you imagine what it feels like to fall for the first time as a baby eagle? Put yourself in a baby eagle's mind. Can you imagine as you see the nest and then you see the ground and then you see the nest and then you see the ground and you're like, Mom, I thought you loved me. Why are you doing everything? See, the eagle starts to fall, but it doesn't just fall. It starts to flap. Look to your neighbor and say, flap. That eagle is flapping as hard as it can, and it's scared because you know it's going to die. Can't you just see that baby eagle falling and flailing around? And the mother eagle on the nest is like, mm. That mom's a jerk. But Moses wrote, not that the eagle was going to go splat, not that the eagle died, but as an eagle hover over its young, spreads out its wings and takes them up, the mother eagle doesn't want to kill its young. But it does want to develop the young. It lets the eagles fall but flap. And that baby eagle is falling so fast. And the flapping seems like it really doesn't do anything. But through time and through constantly being pushed out of the nest, all of a sudden that flapping gets stronger. The muscles start to work a little bit more. The eagle isn't falling as fast as it used to be. It's not just relying on mom anymore. Why? Because it's being developed. It doesn't make much sense at first. But the eagle is growing. It's out of the eagle's comfort zone. But through falling, that eagle starts to realize, you know what? I'm not a chicken. I can do something. 
I don't, I don't need my pastor. I can preach my own sermon. I don't need my mom and dad's prayers. I, I can pray myself. My mom's not in church, so, so I, I better pray myself. It, it don't matter what. I, I can do this. Why? Because the, the church, the mother eagle, God, has pushed us out of the nest to develop us. The mission of Urshan College is to educate, equip, or develop and empower apostolics for life and servant leadership in the church, in the world. So Urshan students, why do you get upset when you're having to learn 30, 40, 50 scriptures? You are being developed for something great. Why are you upset when you're having to practice the same song over and over? Why? Because you are made to soar. Why are you getting upset? You have to dress differently. You have to live differently. Do you not realize you got to give up to go up? God wants to take you to great heights, but what he has to do first is develop you. So stay with the process. Trust the process. Fall in love with the mother eagle. Why? Because you are made to soar. Every prayer, every time you've read a scripture, every day you've fasted, every time you've done something to be spiritually formed, God is developing you to do great things. To do great things. I know the palace seemed way more fun, Moses, than the wilderness, but the wilderness is developing you. That time it took to take care of those stinky sheep is preparing you to lead the saints. That time when you were all alone at the burning bush and no one knew that you were praying. No one knew that you were fasting. No one knew about your spiritual disciplines. All of a sudden, God starts to use you in public. Why? He is developing you. Moses, young person, realized God didn't take you out of Egypt because he hates you. God loves you, and he knows that you were made to soar. God didn't put you in the desert because he forgot about you. I know it's scary to think about leaving your family and your church behind because they depend on you. You're the only piano player. You're the only Sunday school teacher. You're the only assistant. You're the only one that does the work. Trust God. I know it seems scary. Why would I go to Urshan College when my family is broken back home? I feel a word of God for someone who's struggling with their family back home or struggling if I'm even going to come to Urshan College because of the state of your family. Trust in God. Do you realize my sister is in church now, both of them? The first person I baptized was my oldest sister in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And though it's hard, my nephew and my niece are Bible quizzers. It has nothing to do with me. I just trusted the process. I realized that I was made to soar. So soar, baby, soar. Stop settling. Stop being bound to the ground. Go and do great things for God. I know it's scary. You see four figures. How in the world am I going to pay that bill? Trust in God. Because if he calls you, he will always make a way, even when there seems to be no way. I know you're going to miss home. I know classes are going to be tough. But remember that God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. The developing isn't fun. But, oh, it's so worth it when you get to fly in the sky. Well, Moses, I stutter. Moses doubted. But even though he didn't believe he could fly, God developed him. And even when Moses didn't do everything right, I love the next part of this scripture. Moses wrote, as an eagle carries the eaglets on its wings. Because faster than you can fall, that mother eagle is nosediving to swoop you up because God will always deliver you. No matter the call of God to that foreign nation, God will always deliver you. He will always keep you, so trust in him 
I know the plans that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Joshua 1.5, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing that he which has begun a good work in us will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God will always deliver you. Trust in him. Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Thank you so much, Audra, for that great word, the pursuit of meaning. It's to soar. It's to be made for more. All things work together for the good to them that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things that come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else can stop God from delivering me so I'm going to soar. I'm jumping out the nest. I'm not waiting for mom to push me. I'm going to fly. I'm going to fly. I'm going to fly. Moses was disturbed out of Egypt. He was developed in the wilderness and he was delivered from the hand of Pharaoh. Moses had a call on his life and he changed the nation. He changed history because God was like an eagle. God knew that Moses was made for more than just blending in with the Egyptians. God knew that he gave Moses talents and abilities that needed to be developed to change lives. God knew that no matter the army chasing Moses, he would deliver him. There was a nation to be saved. There was a people's lives who to be changed. But it would have never happened if Moses stayed in the nest. If Moses stayed in the nest, I'm preaching to you today that you are made to soar, that you are made for more, that you're called to do great things, and you've come to preview weekend, and you realize that you're different. You're just not like everybody else in your church. You're not like everybody else in your district. You don't blend in with everybody else that goes to camp with you. Why? Because you've been disturbed. God is saying you have a treasure in earthen vessels. You have something great inside of you, talents and abilities. I want to develop you. I want to deliver you as the music comes. I want to see you do great things. So my question to you is what are you going to do to impact eternity? Xbox? Netflix? Fornicate? Barely read the Bible? Just go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays? Are you going to soar higher than you can even imagine? Because God can do exceeding abundantly above what all you can ask or even see, think. Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has even entered into the heart of man the things which he prepared for you because he loves you. You are made to soar. Are you dreaming a convenient dream? Are you dreaming like a chicken that you just want to be bound to the ground? A penguin that just waddles around, just another Christian, another person sitting on a pew? Or did you come to Urshan College this weekend so nervous, so scared, not knowing what the future holds, but you realize that I'm called to soar? You don't know how the bills are going to be paid. You don't know the classes you're going to take. That Believe me, the teachers and advisors are going to help you along the way. But I remember coming to Urshan Preview Weekend 
I had penny loafers, not the cool ones that are sleek. I had like the, the ugly like nursing home threes, you know what I'm saying? Like the old penny loafers. That's the only church shoes I had, that or black Air Force Ones. My suit was way too big. I had two suits, a black one and a red one, bright red. That was it. We had to wear suits every day to class back then, so all I had was an Uncle Sam outfit that I got from like a party city, and it was a suit with stars and stripes, and that's what I wore to class with red Converse. There's pictures. Scroll back on Facebook. God saved me. Thank you for great friends that took me shopping. I remember sitting there. Those hard-winded benches. You have to be easy when you sat down because some of those things would fall through. Stained glass, beautiful. That big old pipe organ. I remember walking in. I see all these young people. Brother Molina's giving announcements. I'm like, man, who's that guy? He's real cool. So creative. What's next? Paul Pamer gets up and preached. It's time to move. You can't stay where you are. You're called to do great things. And I went to those marble pillars to the left. I knelt down and I said, God, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. I didn't know about Bible college till last summer at camp. I've never been to a youth congress, general conference. I don't know any of this stuff. My family's broken. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I feel something burning inside of me that I want to be in this guy. I want to see the call of God fulfilled in my life. And though I don't understand it, being cool with my friends and blending in is no longer comfortable. And I feel like I'm falling, and I've come on this weekend. Give me an answer, and God called me. And it might not be to Urshan College, but God is calling you today. God is calling you to preach sermons that have never been preached on fields that have never been preached to before. God is calling you to write songs that have never been written before. You've been thinking to just be a businessman. Hey, be a businessman and entrepreneur that funds ministries and missions around the world. Stop thinking so little of yourself. What are you going to do to impact eternity? Come on, you're not just going to be a Sunday school teacher. Be the most creative, the most connecting Sunday school teacher there is. Come on, you're called to do great things. So fly, so soar. Get out in the sky. Spread your wings. Trust God. Trust the process. Go to college. Preach the gospel. Do whatever he has called you to do. But soar, soar, said if that's burning in your heart right now I wonder if we can turn this whole room into an altar maybe not in the front but would you bury your face in the carpet maybe turn around and kneel and say God I gotta fulfill the call of my life come on you aren't a chicken fly trust God come on this is your confirmation young lady you are called to preach come on young man you are called to preach you're going to be a great pastor. That pastor in a revival church. That's it. Lift your voice right now. Come on, jump out of the nest right now. That's it. Don't worry about your friends right now. Why don't you find somewhere and you get a hold of the call of God on your life. Come on, baby eagle. Flap those wings. Be developed. Trust God. He'll deliver you. He'll take care of your family. He'll help you with the bills. He'll open up doors. But trust Him. Fly. 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 Come on, young lady. <laughs>
Stop being on social media trying to blend in and be who God.